This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 193, baby. Oh yeah. In today's episode, I speak to the Hellraiser. Yes, he is back. Um, if you have never heard him in a podcast, go back and listen to some old ones. I can't tell you the numbers of the episodes he is in because I can't remember, but go back and have a listen. Um, and if you know the Hellraiser, you will know he is a bit of a strange character. Or maybe not strange, actually. Maybe an interesting character. Um, you may remember that he lived in Uganda. Well, he has now moved to South Sudan because he has a new top secret job. And in today's episode, he tells us all about the training for this new secret job. We actually tried to start a conversation about how to be happy during this coronavirus stuff, but we just went completely off topic. I mean, that's normal on Rock and Roll English, but we went so far off topic today, it was like into another world. But I hadn't actually spoken to my friend in a while, so I was very interested to find out how this training went. So you can listen as well. As I always say on Rock and Roll English, it's just like sitting in a pub and listening to two friends have a conversation. That is exactly what you are doing in this episode. Unfortunately, the episode is a few minutes shorter than normal because we had some internet problems, but a very interesting, also strange, but also interesting episode nonetheless. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. Here is the conversation. Happy listening. Hellraiser, how are you today? Very good, Martin. How are you doing? Always fantastic, Hellraiser. Always fantastic. Even more fantastic, I have finally managed to track you down, to, to track you down and have a conversation with you because you've been moving around a lot, haven't you, since the last time we spoke? I have. I have. I've been all over the place. All over the place. Mm. Yeah. I haven't been, haven't you... been uh, able to, to do a podcast for, for quite a while. It's been, it's been too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly too long. Now uh, you've ditched Uganda, so he's ditched it, he's left it, and living in South Sudan now. True. Yeah, I'm just going around countries that have Dan at the end of them. That's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for these days. That's how I make my choices. I, I hadn't actually noticed that. Um, so intelligent decision. Intelligent decision. Um, anyway, Hellraiser, how do we usually start the show? Um, oh, that's a difficult question. Do you remember? How do we? Oh, with a review. Do you think we have a review? I hope so. People are at home. They're not doing anything. Surely they're reviewing us. You would think that, wouldn't you? You would what? think that, but yeah. that's unfortunately not the case. Oh. Um, but that is a great thing to do, to pass the time um, if you're at home, just write a review, preferably on iTunes, if not Facebook, five stars. The text isn't particularly important. The five stars is the important thing. But we'll take anything, any platform, right? It doesn't have to be. <laughs> actually. I mean, they can, they can send it in on a postcard as well. That would be that would be OK as well, right? Uh, it's a bit less easy to see on iTunes on a postcard. But if that's what you want to do, go for it. Um, anyway, so the subject of today's podcast, um, you do know about Hellraiser because um, I asked you what you would like to talk about, um, to which you responded, love in the time of the coronavirus. And I asked you, what does that mean? 
And you said, let's explore it. So we're just going to explore love, okay? I think so. I think I think <laughs> we should do that. And I think the listeners will be very, very happy with that as well. You know, exploring love in this tough time. Long distance sure. relationships, family love, friend love. Yeah. All of these, all of these heavyweight concepts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Heavyweight. So, yeah, obviously big, important concepts. Um, yeah. So, and I thought, you know, if we're exploring love, we can explore ourselves as oh, well, Hellraiser. Please, please. Yeah. It's about time. It's about time we mm-hmm. did that. And um, in our pre-podcast conversation, you told me that you've been doing a bit of self-exploring recently because you had a psychological evaluation as part of your new job. So I thought we could see the results of that because I am very interested. When Hellraiser started to tell me about this, I said, please stop so we can save this for the podcast. What? Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. It was in um, is in Paris, and uh, everybody has to do this kind of evaluation for the for the job. And obviously, I was quite worried about it because I didn't want them to find out that I was mad. So, uh, <laughs> um, and how how does this test work exactly? Well, well it, it's, it's it's more of like a conversation with uh, with a with a professional. So you go in. So it was uh, I had to, you know, get the uh, get get the metro down at uh, this place in Paris. Go to this guy's uh, house or office. I don't know if he lived there. I'm not sure. Sounds sounds already very seedy. So something seedy, something that's not not quite right. Um, that you just went alone to this guy's house in Paris. It wasn't in like an office then. I think it was kind of like an office block. But there was okay. Th- there was there was a bed in there. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happened in this test? <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna touch your your anus and put my finger up your ass. It's all part of the test. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and that that part was fine. Um, <laughs> so uh, we we were talking, and uh, he was like, um, so you know, stress triggers. What happens when you get stressed out? You know, do you do you turn to drink, drugs, sex, uh, all this kind of stuff, smoking? Well, and you I, said all of all of the above. <laughs> I said that's exactly what I said. I said yeah, all of those. And, uh, <laughs> and he was he, probably expecting what maybe like one <laughs> of the list, like yeah, maybe drink. Uh, and yeah, all of them in large quantities. All, yeah, all, everything actually you've mentioned. And then uh, so he laughed, and then um, he just came over and sat next to me and pulled out a cigarette. Bearing in mind we're indoors, and uh, <laughs> just handed me one and said, "Oh well, let's have a cigarette now." And I said, uh, "Well, um, I I don't actually smoke those kind of cigarettes." And he went, "Hey, pas de problème." Uh, walked over, opened the <laughs> no, no, nice French accent. Uh, you, Thank you. Did there. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Pulled open a drawer and he had a, a tobacco library. Like he had Cuban cigars, cigarillos, rolling tobacco, every kind of brand of cigarettes that you could imagine. And just said, yeah, have what you want. So I was like, okay. <laughs> when you said as well, he came and sat next to you. How close did he sit? Because there's always that thing of like your personal space. Did he invade your personal space? I don't have that kind of problem. I'm, I'm fine with people invading. My, I'm fine with people with space invading. It's okay. I've got no concept of personal space. <laughs> um, okay, so you sat down for the cigarette, and then uh, um, and then well, then he just ca- then they just carried on. Had a, uh, we had a smoke together, and they carried on the psychological evaluation, and then uh, and then I left, and now I've 
I've got the job, so it must have gone okay. Okay, so you are um, psychologically stable. Apparently so, yeah. That's what he was saying. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that that is good to know. Um, so speaking about your trip to Paris, um, you also did some other special training. Is that right, Hellraiser? Yes. Yeah, they, uh, they, they took us away from Paris um, to do some like enhanced training, which was basically um, shutting us up without internet in the middle of the French countryside and uh, pointing guns at us. It was... Uh, it was it was it was like a, a fake your standard job training your standard <laughs> job training of you know most people you know like come in a, a week early you know get to know the ropes so to get to know the ropes to understand what's going on and you just had to go to Paris and get someone to point guns at you. I think we should maybe mention that the Hellraiser used to work at a concrete factory in Uganda, so it's a little bit different, a uh, bit of change of career. Well, I mean, there was there was quite a lot of guns at the concrete factory as well, so it's not out of context completely. But these these were more planned planned guns, uh, mm. and we had to do th- so. Basically, the whole the whole concept of it was that we were going to a different country. So we when we mm. got to this place, which is essentially just a mm. village in the middle of nowhere, uh, we would have to go through customs. And there, there, there were actors there, and they were playing the customs officers, and they would give us a hard time, see how we reacted, all this kind of stuff. So I went there, and because um, uh, I've I've been to Moscow, I've been to Russia, so I have a Russian visa. So we had to hand over our passports. So I gave my passport to the guy who's st- sitting there with a, an AK-47 in this little hut, and um, all in like uh, which is a machine gun, quite quite uh, quite a strong weapon. That one, isn't it? It's not like a little knife, is it? No, he did have one of those as well, though. Um, and uh, <laughs> just just in case the machine gun didn't work, he can kill you with a knife. I guess, uh, well, in case you run out of bullets, I imagine. Um, and uh, so I t- he took my passport, and he said, "Ah, oh, you've been to you've been to Moscow, you've been to Russia. You're a Russian spy." And I just panicked and said, uh, "No, my girlfriend's Russian." And she's not. And he was like, oh, tell me about your girlfriend. I said, well, she's, uh, she's a writer. And she's not. And I just kept getting further and further and further into this make-believe life. And it's like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I go to Russia like twice a year to go and see my family over there. All of this is, I could have just said I went on holiday, but I just lied. And uh, I got further, further, further. Why did you lie? What's so bad about, what's the problem if you go to Russia? I don't know. I panicked, Martin. The guy had a gun. High stress situation. What am I supposed to do? Some people, you know, <laughs> shit themselves. Literally, I just made up a lie. Mm. And um, were you found out in the end? How, how did how did this end? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm here, aren't I? It's, it was fine. Mm. Um, and so, what, what other things did you do on this training? Um, they, I don't know how to call it. You're, you're tra- I suppose, yeah, you're training in Paris. Um, the, we had uh, people um, come into the storm the office, so come into the office with balaclavas, guns, shoot, shooting um, like a, a fake rounds, so shooting in the air. Okay, so you were just working at a computer and then some people just ran in with guns and started shooting. Is this right? We were having a meeting 
I wasn't on a computer. Oh, okay, totally normal then. Totally normal. <laughs> normally, when I normally at work, we have a meeting every Friday. Uh, actually, all the teachers, um, and it's quite often we get people running in with guns. It's just like, oh god, here they are again. Yeah, it's annoying, isn't it, when you're like in the middle of a good point, like a crucial part of the presentation. <laughs> yeah, she's got my best slide coming up on PowerPoint, <laughs> and you had to interrupt, didn't you? Um, but what what was the point of this? What what did you learn from this? What did I what did I learn from it? Uh, yeah. Wow, that's a that's a big question, isn't it? Um, well, no, it was supposed to just you know prepare you for the worst because some people that we mm. work with they go to difficult places maybe they go places where they have like conflict and things so it was supposed mm. to prepare you for uh, the worst if the worst happens i mean one of the one of the other things we had was uh um i think it was you know it was five in the morning someone came in and just said right we have to leave now work us up and then we ran through the forest to try and get somewhere and then you just hear this like you know gunfire in the background like pop 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 and then put someone shout get down so you have to like jump <laughs> on the floor um and uh then people just come and uh uh like ambush you um so ambush you sort of like yeah take you when when you're not expecting it um, and I imagine it was, wasn't particularly warm at five o'clock in the morning in Paris. It wasn't. It was very dark as well. <laughs> and were you, so you were just sleeping, then someone just knocked on your door and you had to then get up and go to a forest. Is that right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's correct. And do you feel prepared now when you said do you have to prepare yourself for the worst? I mean, if that happened now, would you be able to deal with that situation? Uh, I would just run in the opposite direction to everybody else. I think that was that's my game plan now. Everyone goes one way. Yeah, I'll go the other way. <laughs> a, a real team player then to uh, to 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 help the rest of your your colleagues. You know, really really take one for the team, as we say. Yeah, that's well, definitely that's me. That's me. Yeah. Do, what do you what do you how, how do you think you react in that kind of uh, situation? Um, I think I'd probably start crying uh, would be would be uh, step number one um, and I tell them something like my mum will be really upset if you kill me so please don't um, and hopefully they would they would feel sorry for me that would be my tactic <laughs> did you not try that one did you not try that one what crying and screaming for my mum in front of like potential new work colleagues? No, I did not. Why would I? <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be great for a reputation, is it? <laughs> Just starting off crying, cr- screaming for your parents as a yeah man in my mid thirties. Nah, but like, no. but because the strange thing is that you you work in an office. This is why I find it strange, and you you're not. That, that sounds like military training to me. Right. Well, it's um, it's it's just it's just to, to you know prepare you in a in a small way. Mm. Because your your normal working day, from what I understood, is you walk to the office, you stand, you sit in front of a computer, you send a couple of emails, make a couple of phone calls, and then go home. 
So I don't understand why you're running around forests at five o'clock in the morning. I definitely send more than two emails per day. <laughs> You've got that, that part wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, obviously, good, good luck with it, Hellraiser. Thanks. Thanks. I'll, I'll, update, I'll update you and the, uh, and the guys. Obviously, we hope stay safe and all that. We, we hope you don't have to use anything that you learn in Paris. Um, and yes, stay safe. Thanks, guys. I, uh, I, I, I intend to. Okay. I think everyone does, but sure. That, that, that's another really good plan of yours, but make sure you stick to it. Well, it's good to reinforce that. It's good to reiterate the fact about staying mm. safe, I think. It's important. Yeah, so to reiterate it, to say it again. Especially in these uh, these troubled times. Sure. Yes. Sure. Um, okay, Hellraiser. Well, great to talk to you. Speak to you soon. And you, man. See you soon. Bye. Okay, so that was me and the Hellraiser talking about some strange stuff. Um, but yes, all of that stuff is true that you heard. It's crazy for me as well. If you don't really understand what's going on, how all of that happened... Don't worry, you're not the only one because I'm not even 100% sure how all of that happened and it still seems crazy to me, but never mind. So let's have a look at some of that rock and roll vocabulary. I said to the Hellraiser he had ditched Uganda. So when you ditch something or someone, you get rid of them and say goodbye and then you go to the next one. Um, we said we were going to look at some heavyweight concepts. Um, so normally we use this term for boxers, a heavyweight boxer, a boxer that weighs a lot. And we use this about concepts, so really big concepts that weigh a lot. Um, I said that um, this meeting in Paris with the psychologist seemed a bit seedy. So if something is seedy, it's not quite right. Maybe a bit disgusting. You go there and think, mm, this looks a bit maybe squalid, sleazy. All of these words are very similar to seedy. Um, I said as well, when you start training in a new job, you do it to get to know the ropes. So to get to know the ropes, to understand what happens, basically. Um, the Hellraiser then told us they had people storm the office. So people that just ran in and basically attacked them. Yes, I know. A very crazy thing, but a very interesting story. Um, he said they also had people shooting fake rounds. So a round of bullets, let's say you have a gun and you shoot all the bullets and then you need a new round of bullets. Um, I don't know much about this because I've never shot a gun in my life. I don't intend to either, but that's what it means. He then said um, they had people ambush them. So when you ambush someone, it's when you attack them when they don't expect it. And then I described the Hellraiser as a team player. And I said, yeah, take one for the team. So when you do something to make yourself suffer, but you do it for the good of the team, that's the Hellraiser. And we said it's good to reiterate that, that um, this was obviously a fake thing. So reiterate it, say it again. Anyway, remember, all of this rock and roll vocabulary is on the website, rockandrollenglish.com slash episode 193. I will see you all again next week, people. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.